Well, we've got Andy McGuire is going to join us as we begin to, as we close out the talk about the Fairfield Trojan Centerville game. And we talk about this Mount Pleasant uh, New London game. Uh, Andy, well, uh, tell me some of your impressions of this game. I thought it was a really uh, hard fought game from both uh, teams tonight. I thought New London, New London came out and played really hard, you know, up two classes against the 3A Mount Pleasant team that's playing really well in that uh, Southeast Conference. Um, you know, I think New London was a, a bit outmatched tonight, especially, you know, with uh, the, the Aiden Ashton kid as well as Peyton Hagens. I think that those two ballplayers uh, really showed up tonight. And then uh, even the number 10 Stroud for Mount Pleasant looked really sharp tonight. So I think uh, Mount Pleasant had the edge, you know, size-wise. Uh, but credit goes to North uh, to New London. I thought that they played a really tough ball game, but uh, Mount Pleasant looked looked really well. You know that final score um, for uh, sixty one to forty for Mount Pleasant against New London um, is not really indicative, I think, of how competitive the game really was. So uh, really impressed with both teams, but more so with Mount Pleasant. Well, Andy Kretzinger, uh, last year I believe this was. Uh... 70-plus point game, triple overtime uh, win. I can't remember who won it, but uh, refresh my memory. Am I right about that? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I was at the game uh, last year. It was a triple overtime win for New London last year. I think the road teams had won because they've been playing this uh, for five years, I think, this little new rivalry uh, between the two, like, eight minutes apart. And um, the last years, uh, now the last three years have been the only times the, the home teams won, so the home teams are getting them back. New London beat them in triple overtime last year, and then uh, Mount Pleasant beat them the year before. One thing, and I, of course, is at the Fairfield game, but uh, I'll say that I would guess New London doesn't really uh, usually play a team that can size up with them down low. Kate Benjamin usually towers over everybody, so it was probably a, a really new experience. The fact that Mount Pleasant has, has two guys about as big as Cade uh, and um, not only Stroud, but also uh, Noah Lang, a freshman, that's, that's getting more playing time in there. So I, I kind of expected Mount Pleasant to win just from having a little more depth and experience. A uh, new one is still kind of working their new guys in with their seniors. Well, uh, Andy McGuire, uh, I, uh, I I thought New London would stand up a little bit better uh, than they did uh, New London is has really had a, a big season. Uh, they just coming off this big win against the undefeated uh, Moravia. They got a lot of talent, but uh, uh, this Mount Pleasant team looks really, really strong, don't they? Yeah, I agree with you. I think they do. You know, in that Southeast Conference, like I mentioned, it's just it's just so puzzling to know who's going to come out on top. You know, uh, uh, you look at the Fairfield score tonight; they won handily. You know, you look at Washington, what they're doing. I think Washington handed um, was it Burlington their only loss of the year, and that Marquise Lewis. You know, just fascinating to watch these teams. Washington, Fairfield, Mount Pleasant. You know, really slugging it out. You know, and then you've got uh, Kiaka Kanda down there uh, on the bottom side of things. Fort Madison, uh, but Fort Madison has some good ball players on it too. They played Washington tough the other night. Um, yeah, it, it's just fascinating to watch that Southeast Conference go at it. Well, Andy Kretzinger, uh, tell me about New London. Uh, I know we're going. You and I are going to talk about the team here specifically, but uh, uh, didn't you feel like uh, with uh, Blaze Porter and Kate Benjamin and stuff that they could match up a little better than this? Yeah. Well, 
the thing is that they're so New London last year, besides Blazing Cave, were basically all seniors. Everyone who got even a, a couple seconds of playing time. And then there's a, a couple kids that aren't on the roster or at the school this year that was playing. You know, that would have been those other kids. So as good as Blaze and Kate are, and they're the best one-two punch, I think, that there is probably in Southeast Iowa. You know, you can throw Cam Buffington and Abram Edwards for Winfield in there, too. But um, but Small Pleasant's just got a lot of guys that they can throw at. And so I would guess, just from guessing what would happen, I would assume that Mount Pleasant probably played, you know, nine deep or something or whatever. And, you know, and probably really honed in on, uh, on those two. But... Um, yeah, I mean, last year, uh, those two really, really caused problems for Mount Pleasant. And they're the defending uh, Super Commerce champions. They, those, those, uh, and Blaze and Kate always show up. So um, I think they have a lot to play for. I'm excited for when they play West Burlington again in New London. Uh, and they have to get some revenge on Van Buren County, too, because they actually have two, uh, two Super Conference losses. So um, we'll see if they can climb back up. Last year in, in January and February is kind of when they made their – their big surge that led them to the conference championship. Well, uh, Andy, uh, I thought that uh, Peyton Higgins uh, really played well. He seemed to be the, the, the player of the game in my book. Uh, what do you think of his performance, and uh, would you agree with me on that assessment? Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, I was really specifically looking to see how he was going to play tonight. I think he played solid. Uh, you know, and I think Aiden Ashton played solid uh, as well. You know, that th- those two players really add a lot of dimension to that Mount Pleasant team. You know, that freshman with the length, Stroud with the length, and, and those two ball players really step up the, the defensive intensity. Um, you know, one of the things I noticed in that game, though, was with the, when, New, when New London could put the pressure on, I think they were a little bit more effective. I'd, I'd like to see a little bit more of them out of that, uh, you know, the pressure of this game. I think it might have changed up things a little bit. Um, I wonder why they, they didn't stay with it, but that's a question to be answered later on, you know, as we move on through the, the rest of the slate in January and see how the rest of that uh, Super Conference plays out. Well, uh, Andy Kretzinger, uh uh, do you have anything else to say before we wrap up this uh, Mount Pleasant game? No, I, I wouldn't. I would just, I would just say that it's, it's. It, I really enjoyed the rivalry between these two because they didn't used to play. I think uh, Lindsey Porter, um, who's uh, Blaze's mom, messaged me on Twitter to ask what the record was since they've been playing this. I think this makes it three and three uh, in six years between these two teams. So it's been a really cool rivalry, and uh, I, you know, I think it's. I, I'm, I'm a big proponent. Uh, the big schools playing the the better little schools around them. And I think that really helps because, you know, I wasn't there tonight, but those usually kind of feel like they're like postseason games when, when teams like that or uh, the Van Buren and Fairfield girls played a few years ago and they were both good. So I really like those little matchups. I like those better than playing somebody from far away. Well, uh, we had uh, a Mid Prairie uh, was going to play at Wells Fargo Arena today against uh, Denison. But uh, due to the uh, bad weather out there uh, in the western part of the state, a lot of ice and stuff, uh, Denison uh, called the, the game off. Uh, uh, Andy McGuire, that was kind of a missed opportunity. Uh, that's too bad for the, the Golden Hawks, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I was interested in seeing how that one was going to turn out. You know, I have Denison Schleswig with a 5-1 and one record. McCrary with a 5-3. and three. McCrary's played a lot of tough teams. You know, they played that Wilton team with that uh, Caden Kirkman 
and took a loss from them pretty handily. But, you know, I'd have been really interested to see how a Southeast Iowa team stacked up against, uh, you know, more of a West Central Iowa team, get a different flavor for it. So disappointed in that, but uh, hopefully everybody stays safe out there in West, Northwest Iowa with this weather moving through. All right. Well, we're going to switch over to tomorrow's games and get a preview of what's going on there. Uh, and Andy, uh, uh, you know, however much time you can give us, and if not, we can uh, uh, drop out on it. But uh, um, let's start out here with the uh, uh, Sigourney Savages traveling to Linville Sully. Uh, Andy Kretzinger, uh, I'll ask you first, and then I'll ask Andy McGuire second. Yeah, well, so Sigourney and Linville are a little out of I always I don't I'm not going to see either of those teams yet because they're both just like a an inch out of our. Uh, coverage zone, but uh, what's Linville's uh, record? They they are, they have a ton of good athletes this year. Well, they're undefeated, I believe, and rated third in the state. Yeah, so that means combined with football, they're really you know looking strong. So um, I guess I, I uh, um, just from what I know from Sigourney is that Kyoto was able to uh, to beat those guys right earlier this year. So uh, other than that, I haven't seen much of Sigourney yet. I pretty much only I pretty much only uh, uh, kind of read the box score when they're playing my teams, and usually they only play Kyoto. Okay, well, we've got uh, Pekin coming up uh, Saturday with them. but Well, yeah, I know yeah. you know a little, Andy McGuire, you got a little insight onto this one. What do you think here? Yeah, Linville Sully, I've got those guys at 9-0, and undefeated, um, playing Sigourney, who's 6-4 and four right now. Um, you know, Linville Sully has a nice balanced attack. That quarter now and Harder's their point guard and uh, really dishes the ball around really well. Uh, they got a really nice post player, Van Dyke kid, that, that really wreaked havoc on Kyoto when Kyoto played them. Um, I think Kyoto actually outscored Linville Sully three or four quarters, but the second quarter kind of came apart on him. Um, I think Linville Sully's going to handle Sigourney. Um, but, you know, Sigourney's, uh, Sigourney's a tough foe. You know, they might uh, come out and give Linville Sully some fits. Um, Isaac Bruns is having a great year as a sophomore. Um, then you got uh, Solon Yates as a freshman that's playing good basketball. And then you sprinkle in those seniors on that Sigourney roster, and, and they can throw a lot of stuff at, uh, at Linville Sully. So it'll be interesting to see how that one turns out. I think that's one of the better games tomorrow night. There's some good games going on, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how Sigourney holds well, up against Linville Sully. That's a, a bunch of good ones. Here's a. I'm just going over these, and maybe, Andy, you know about them. Uh, Kretzinger, maybe you don't, but the uh, Wapo Indians are hosting uh, Lone Tree, it looks like. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've seen uh, – I saw Lone Tree play a little bit against, uh, against Waco. Oh, we got Scotty. It's an unfair assessment. We can see anybody play against Waco. Um, but, yeah, no, I All right. Uh, well, hey, welcome uh, Scotty Melvin. Oh, there we go. Hey, I hear the voice of Andy Kretzinger. Good oh, evening. We got uh, Andy McGuire here, too. So we got a... Andy McGuire. Hey, Scotty, how's it going? All Great. right. How are you so, doing? Great, buddy. Well, Scotty, since you're here, you take this. Uh, 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 tell us what you know. Lone Tree is playing uh, the Wapalo Indians tomorrow. You asking me? I am. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm a little slow here. Um, well, I've seen Lone Tree play on stream against Waco. I thought they had a decent team. They just suffered what everybody else has suffered against Waco. I uh, find defense, uh, too many bodies, all that stuff. They didn't keep up very well against the Warriors. But I see them in that 
all kind of that middle of the pack in that uh, that league there. And I think they'll be a good matchup for Wapolo. But I am high on Wapolo outside of the fact they don't have a ton of depth. And um, I think their team is going to continue to improve. They can keep the big guy Jackson lands out of foul trouble. I'd give them the edge based on what I've seen. But that should be a really good game. Well, Andy Kretzinger, do you have any thoughts on this game? No, I would just uh, echo to, to what Guy said. I also have only seen Montreal when they played Waco, which isn't a which isn't a very good assessment of anyone when you see him play them. It's the, you know the the skill levels that those guys have. You know, if you put them at, in the Super Conference North like six years, five six years ago, they might be competing for the championship. It's just tough. It's a it's a, a lot tougher North division than it has been uh, in a few years. Well, Andy McGuire, you might have a little. Uh, you might have seen Lone Tree this year. Yeah, I've watched them twice. You know, Kyoto played uh, Lone Tree. Kyoto handled them readily. Um, and then I also watched on the feed uh, Lone Tree play Waco. Um, yeah, I think that they do have some nice components. Um, they have a, a big guy that plays the post pretty well. Uh, I think they got a guard or two that can get the ball dished around. I really can't comment on Wapolo. But I, I think that's a great point, you know, that, that North Super Conference League, you know, maybe they would be more competitive, but uh, it is what it is at this point. So, yeah, I think it's a great match. I'll be excited to see which which one comes out on top. Well, Scotty Melvin, uh, Winfield Mount Union hosting uh, Hillcrest Academy. Now, there's a ball game. Yeah, they, these guys have already battled into an overtime uh game once this year Winfield was able to come back and, and win that one and Winfield to me is the one team along with Hillcrest that out of the 1A field in in our area that is on the level of Waco so this is uh, quite a game to be coming out of the break with and I don't know about you guys but what I saw tonight on stream uh the two games that I've watched a lot of luck coming back from the holiday break so I'm interested to see who's going to overcome that Tomorrow night, I'm hoping I can get to stream that game. Well, Andy Kretzinger, what do you think of this game? Yeah, well, I'll actually be at that game, I do believe, tomorrow night. So I'm excited. You know, not only did Hillcrest um, force what overtime against Winfield earlier in uh, at Hillcrest, but last year in the tournament, um, Hillcrest Academy gave Winfield a really good run at Winfield. So, um, you know, Grant Benther uh, is, is one of the most consistent players He's one of the top um, shooters as far as field goal percentage in the entire state of Iowa. And when I when when his name stacks up against the other guys on that list, you know, he he doesn't just he's not just an inside player. You know, he, he shoots from everywhere. So um, he had a huge game last year uh, against Winfield. Um, Step a minute, uh, and Seth Hours is such a good shooter. Um, so that'll be really fun. Obviously, Winfield has the athletes in Buffington and Edwards and, and just the the speed and, and having three Edwards on the floor at once, you know, so this is my first time to see Winfield this year. It's a little late for me to be seeing Winfield. He's only seeing pretty early. So uh, I'm excited for that. And it should, and I guess Scotty said it, it's, uh, you know, there's probably three teams in the North that are, that rise above everybody else. And this is two of them. So it should be pretty fun. Well, Andy McGuire, uh, we may have to set a, a, a world's record for most round guy game of the week this week, because uh, I'm going to have to lay this one down as a Tuesday night, uh, game of the week, game of the night scenario, and I got two more for later in the week. But, in fact, I'm even going to throw this Mount Pleasant New London in there because uh, uh, that was another massively good uh, matchup. But do you got any comments on this Winfield Mount Union's Hillcrest Academy game? Yeah, I, I was uh, 
really excited to see that that was a three-point game earlier um, between those two schools and that we're going to have this one coming up so quick, uh, you know, to maybe get some revenge, you know, for Hillcrest. If Hillcrest takes down Winfield, boy, would that be interesting to set up the rest of the season um, to take us into playoff time for what's going to happen in that super conference. Um, but I think, you know, both comments before are spot on with uh, both of those teams uh, probably going to give Waco the biggest fit of anybody that I, I think that any of us have seen uh, so far in southeast Iowa. All right. Well, Scotty Melvin, Waco Warriors hosting the Wiseman Musket team. You know, this uh, this game got a little bit of intrigue to it. Uh, the Wiseman Musket team shown some some signs of uh, having a pretty good squad this year. They've got, uh, and I can't remember his name right offhand. You guys probably know the kid, but they've got a really, uh, really good player that's uh, doing a lot for them, scoring a lot of points and whatnot. And uh, they're a competitive team, um, but I'm not expecting this game to be that competitive. I think Waco's at full strength now, minus Ty Egley, of course, but uh, I just don't see anybody outside of a Hillcrest or a Winfield Mount Union hanging with them uh, in that. Uh, and I'm not sure where the Wise and Muscatine falls as far as the conference there, but uh, I don't know. I just, I don't see this one being close. Well, Andy Kretzinger, uh hard to argue with that logic. Yeah. And you said the Waco is hosting that game, right? Yeah. I think that's what it says here. Yeah. So that makes it, that makes it 10 times as hard. Cause I think even before Waco got so good at basketball, I've always thought that Waco was one of the tougher places to play. It's, it's the atmosphere with the stands behind the basket and all that stuff. So maybe it's just the North Carolina blue, but uh, yeah, I Waco against against the teams that aren't you know seven and one, eight and two type teams or whatever. Waco usually kind of puts those away early. So for Eliza Muscatine, I'd say hang on as as much as you can. Well, Andy McGuire, you and I have had the pleasure of uh, sitting down and watching both of these teams. Uh, uh, what's your thoughts on this game? Yeah, that uh, the junior Northup kid for Louisa Muscatine, I think he's got 195 points on the season. Really good ball player. Uh, but beyond that, it really drops off as far as production goes and numbers for Louisa Muscatine. I don't think you can be one-sided like that and expect to hang with Waco. You're going to have to bring two, three, four guys and have some depth to be able to run with those guys. Uh, I don't think Louisa Muscatine is going to hang with them. Um, you know, very long. They might uh, stick with them for a quarter or half a quarter, but beyond that, I think it's going to be a pretty widespread, personally. Um, Waco is just way too strong, way too athletic, and way too aggressive. So, I give the edge, obviously, to Waco and, and wait and see what happens, like you say, with Hillcrest or Winfield Mountain Union down the line. Alright, well, Scotty, it's your turn again. The Kyoto Eagles traveling to the Montezuma Braves. Well, this is uh, going to be a great matchup, I think. I know uh, a little about Montezuma, not a lot. They are very good, though. And you guys, you and Andy are going to uh, – Andy McGuire <laughs> will probably know more about Montezuma than, than myself uh, by quite a bit. But um, I expect this one to be a dogfight, and I really wish it was at Kyoto. But I, will they play Montezuma at home as well later in the season? Well, I believe they're on the other side of the bracket. We just play them once. Okay. Is that right, Andy? Andy McGuire? That's correct. Yeah, they're on the other side. Uh, Kyoto's in the east side of the uh, the South Iowa Cedar League. Uh, Monty's in the west. So they oh, they will play just this one time this year unless okay. they meet each other in the 
in the playoffs or something. I mean, that, that definitely gives the Braves an advantage, um, obviously, at home. And then Kyoto, I've said it before, I think, uh, last time I talked to Dave, that Kyoto's set the standard for me when it comes to student section and home field uh, or home court advantage this year from the games that I've been to. Just a, a really great environment. And, uh, of course, they're, they don't have that going for them being at home, but I imagine they'll bring fans with them and uh, they'll be set up well that way. But yeah, this one, uh, too close to call for me. I'm going to leave uh, predictions up to someone else on this one. This one should be a really great game. Well, uh, Andy Kretzinger, I'm, I tend to agree with Scott that this is going to be a, a pretty good game. Do you know anything about this game? Um, not not as much just about this game, but I think for, for Kyoto, this is a, a big one because they've, they've had some games where they've been so impressive just rolling over teams this year and their only two losses were to um were to really really high high octane teams in Waco and Winville so and they came in two different fashions you know they, they had a a, a a a kind of a struggle against uh, Waco when they came in there and then they gave Winville a pretty good game so um I this is, should be a good game for Kyoto to come out of break and kind of see if they can reach their potential until um they've got a lot of good teams on their schedule in fact they play Hillcrest Academy um, and not too long either, and obviously they've got a pretty tough road with the sickle. So it'll be interesting to see uh, Kyoto kind of, uh, you know, pad the, the the schedule a little bit and then get some experience because that's another one of those teams that when the tournament comes around, I'm sure they're going to be in the in the local, you know, Class One A bracket. And Kyoto is always kind of one of those sneaky teams um, that that can uh, come in and, and knock down one of these real big dogs. Well, Andy, I probably should McGuire. I probably should start with you. Uh, you probably got the best insight on this team. Now, I, I haven't seen uh, uh, Montezuma, but I have talked to a lot of coaches that have played him in their powerhouse. Uh, what are we looking for uh, Tuesday night over there? Yeah, that's that's a great comment. They are a powerhouse and have been for a while. A couple of years ago, they actually won, you know, state tournament in Class 1A with a kid named Trey, Trey Shearer. His younger brother, Mason, is still on the team this year as a senior <laughs> So he's the one that really leads that team. Uh, and then they also have Gavin Strong, who's a, a senior, I believe, and uh, probably one of the better freshmen out there, and Brady Bolton. Um, I think he maybe even leads the team in scoring, maybe about 16, 17 points a game. So three really quality guards to play. Um, this is going to be a different flavor than what I think Kyoto has seen in terms of uh, size and speed. Uh, these guys aren't, aren't the tallest but they are quick. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. You know, Kyoto's going to have to handle their own on the block, uh, get Evan Vitito involved early uh, if they're going to have some success and, and probably play a little better defense than what they've been playing uh, against Waco and Linville, those upper echelon teams that they face. So it's going to be a dog fight, and I think it's going to tell Kyoto a lot about who they are and what the, the rest of the season might look like. Well, I think Kyoto is very capable of winning this game and uh, given – Montezuma all they got. This could come down to a, a, a last play of the game or, you know, well, we'll see. But it's just another one of these really, really strong matchups that we've got uh, here. Well, I think that's a, a that's going to be a great game. But uh, we got the Highland Huskies at the English uh, Valley Bears. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, yeah. Well, that says Thursday, but... Uh, well, so maybe we are done. Oh, that is so. Uh, English BGM and English Valley. That's the last game for Tuesday. Uh, Scotty, you got any thoughts on that? Well, I don't know much about either game. I, I certainly 
basketball season is looking a little like their football season. They're not necessarily lacking for some talent, but they've got a lot of youth. <clears throat> so, uh, I don't know. I feel like this might be a game that they could get um, without knowing much about the Bears uh, of BGM. So, yeah, good for English Valleys. Uh, maybe a, a good game for them to get out of the gate uh, in the new year here, start the second half of the season. All right. Well, Andy Moore, you got any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I've uh, actually watched both teams. Kyoto's had BGM and the English Valley. And uh, I, I would say it's probably a coin flip between the two of them. Uh, Scotty, you're right on. Uh, English Valley's kind of in a rebuilding mode. They've got a new coach this year. Um, you know, BGM, uh, I, I just don't think that they've got the pieces to make it go. Um, it'd be really great to see English Valley pull one off, you know, if I'm, if I'm pulling for the east side of the single conference. So we'll see what happens on that one. I honestly think it is a draw, you know, out of a hat. Well, it's a stellar star-studded uh, night, uh, uh, Tuesday night. Uh, uh, Scotty, do you got any, you, we didn't get to talk to you about the Fairfield uh, 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 Centerville game or the New London at Mount Pleasant game. Do you want to uh, wrap, look, get a, regale our listeners with some of your thoughts about those games? Well, I got to watch that Mount Pleasant uh, New London game live as far as the stream. Um, I watched it as it happened. And we had kind of a little, we got some weather up here in Cedar Rapids right now. So it was a little bit glitchy, but uh, I got to follow it pretty, pretty close. I didn't miss too much. Um, I thought both teams were kind of rusty out of the gate there, uh, you know, fresh off this holiday break. But I thought Mount Pleasant showed a little bit more, well, quite a bit more tenacity, honestly. And I felt like they pushed through that, that rustiness uh, a lot harder and a lot better than New London did. New London had a lot of turnover problems tonight. Um, you could kind of tell watching the game that they were the smaller school. If you didn't know it, it just looked that way. Um, so, you know, and it's no big surprise that Mount Pleasant can come out on top of this when they're talented, they've got some depth and they're a 3A school. Uh, the one thing that New London, you know, it's the first time I've seen them actually play this year. I knew about some of their players and how talented they are, but they do look a little bit short on depth, even for a 1A school. So I'm interested to see how that affects them. Uh, not only as we go down the home stretch here of the regular season, but uh, as we get into the postseason, because we know they've got a couple of the best players around, Dave Benjamin and Blaze Porter, and they both had their moments tonight. Um, a lot of fun to watch, but uh, they're going to need a little bit more help. In fact, Porter reminds me a little bit of Hunter Hughes from Waco as far as being a, a very superbly talented kid that can do pretty much anything and everything on the court, and yet he seems to defer to teammates quite a bit in uh, the new London offense anyway. And I'd like to see him maybe step up and, and uh, you know, maybe take a little bit more of it on. Cause I think they're going to need that down the stretch, especially as they're playing um, some of the more tough opponents on their schedule, but really impressed with Mount Pleasant. Um, and they came away with a nice win tonight. Um, Fairfield impressed me. It's the second time I've watched them. And I feel like they, they're one of those teams that just, what I like about them, they're, they're very active. I like teams that move a lot. Um, I noticed in the Mount Pleasant New London game, especially on the New London side, there was a lot of standing around on offense and watching the uh, guy who had the ball. Um, I like I like guys that are trying to run their their man off the court. You know, I like to see a lot of movement. I'm not a big X's and O's guy, but uh, some teams really stand out with how they run their motion or whatever in their offense. And Fairfield's got that. They're very crisp with their passing for the most part. It just seems like they're one of those teams where uh, sometimes. 
the, the, the lids on the hoop, whether it be three-point shots, whether it be bunnies or anything in between, they go through some stretches where they can't buy a bucket. Um, but it didn't really affect them against Centerville tonight. Pretty much ran away with that game, had some big runs. Um, they've got great outside and inside play with Max Wheaton. J.J. Lane fast becoming one of my favorite guards in the area. A lot of fun to watch. They've got some shooters that, like I said, they just kind of get streaky. Um, but if they're knocking them down, Airfield's uh, got the talent and depth to beat anybody. So I'm looking forward to see how they uh, handle the second half of their season because I have a feeling it's going to go better than the first half. I, I believe that's what's going to happen for the Trojans. So it'll be uh, a lot of fun to watch. Well, I want to mention that uh, we've got uh, Pilot Grove Savings Bank is uh, now sponsoring the Mount Pleasant Panthers. Uh, we've got Jefferson County Real Estate uh, uh, supporting the Fairfield Trojans. We have uh, we have Helmuth Ford of Sigourney, Iowa, sponsoring the Mid Prairie Golden Hawks. Uh, we've got Brothers Market uh, helping us out with the Sigourney savages uh we've got eichelberger farms helping us with the waco warriors we've got uh uh physical therapy services and uh what andy what's the name of that uh, salon up there in uh coralville a davis salon davis salons uh they're helping us uh with kyoto we're getting a lot we need a lot of help with kyoto uh because they are such a big one uh also, uh, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, is helping out with the uh, uh, Peak and Panthers. And Beyond Beautiful Benches is bringing us the uh, off-the-bench player of the game. Uh, Andy McGuire, do you have any wrap-up thoughts for this episode? I think we've covered it pretty well. You know, good to see uh, two uh, Class 3A teams get the win tonight with Fairfield and uh, Mount Pleasant. And like I mentioned earlier, I watched, watched Washington play uh, Fort Madison the other night. Um, that's a fun conference to watch. There's a lot of parity going on in that conference. You know, not top to bottom, but the top, you know, four teams anyway are, are kind of battling it out there. And I'll be interested to see how that one shakes out. Well, uh, Scotty, uh, we're off to a flying start. Were you ready? Were you kind of uh, chomping at the bit to get the games going again? Yeah, a little bit. I get, I get a little downtrodden when there's no uh, high school sports going, especially football and basketball. Those are my favorites. And, uh, you know, you know, it's coming in with the holiday break and all that. And, and uh, everybody's super busy. We were super busy, too. So that helped keep me distracted. And, uh, we're going to be driving down to Florida here on Wednesday. So I'll be doing all of my, my game watching on my phone or whatever device I can get a hold of down there. And uh, having to use the live stream because uh, it'll be March before I get to a game live again. And I sure hope we've got several teams still playing by then. Well, uh, good luck on your trip down there. Uh, it has been a joy, a wonderful year. Uh, uh, thank you for your comments on the year in wrap up show. Gosh, I, I can't believe how many people are listening to that. Uh, Andy, we'll, we'll see you uh, Friday night for the Mahaska, uh, the North Mahaska. Kyoto game, that's going to be another big round guy game of the week. Yeah, actually, I think it's HLV Friday night, oh, Dave, and then HLV? we have North right. Mascot next week, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, either way, that'll be uh, another big matchup, and it'll be exciting to see Kyoto and, uh, well, we wish them luck uh, against Montezuma this weekend. Well, guys, uh, one more time, uh, we want to thank uh, the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, for bringing the scoreboard show to you. And thanks for listening.